What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to episode 98. It's 98. Getting ever so closer to the big 100. And it's the three of us tonight. How are y'all doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. I'm ready to start the night. Get the night going. Adrian's trying to prepare herself for the epic trip to Elk City. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> I think that is exactly what James wants to call it for some reason. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be a good time. Um, I haven't been out there in a while. I got a lot of family there. so You went out there as a kid, though, right? So Every summer, my dad used to take us um, to Foss Lake to go fishing and stuff like that. And So there's a lot of memories there in that town with our cousins and our, our, our uncles that are out there. But yeah, I haven't been out there since probably 2013. Well, hopefully so. you have a good time. Hopefully it's not infested with crack cocaine. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it will be, like every other smallish town in in the lower part of the United States. There's going to be a lot of alcohol. I don't know about cocaine, though. <laughs> and that, so the alcohol in Oklahoma, is it stronger than the alcohol in Texas? I've always been told that it's weaker, and that's why my cousin always tells me, hey, when you come, bring bring beer. He's like, bring Texas beer. And I'm like... Can you do that? Can you transport the, liquor across the, state lines the, the like al- that? I think that we, might be a felony. We do to the games all the time. The alcohol by volume there, I want to say, the alcohol content in beer in Oklahoma is lower. It's 3-2. That's what it's always been. Yeah. What is it in Texas? It's 4-2 in Texas. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a lot. I think I think Texas and Colorado, out of every state, out of all the states, have the highest alcohol content than any other state. I remember living in Farwell, that being part of the deal. I couldn't remember if people bought their beer in Clovis, or not Clovis, in New Mexico or in Texas, because one of them had a better right. alcohol by content. Blocker, so alcohol here, by here's why content. they're 3-2. Uh, in 1933, when the federal government repealed the 18th Amendment, Oklahoma did not ratify the new 21st Amendment and instead approved the sale of beer containing not more than three... 0.2% alcohol by weight with Oklahoma Beer Act of 1933. So I understand that would be relatively easy, I'm sure, for craft brewery places like that that are just local to that. But that's got to be difficult on places or on, on like Budweiser and Coors Light. Is there, are, there, are there multiple states that have that separate level that they have to companies have to abide by? That seems ridiculous. It seems like I just wouldn't want to sell in that state. 1933. Right? It's a long time ago. That's 90 years ago. Mm-hmm. To abide by legislation passed back then. Well, we abide by laws all the time. That's I know we do, but, but beer, I mean, it's it's special, right? I, You know, I, I think, uh, is it beer that you feel is special or just alcohol in general with, with America? I feel like alcohol it's kind of... Alcohol in general. Yeah. Alcohol in general, because beer is not exclusively our... Well, I guess they it would be considered our number one consumed alcoholic beverage surely surely beer but, as a beverage as, as opposed to a spirit or a wine there's so much yeah. more though so much more to alcohol than beer so much more than beer when Enjoy. you first started drinking would you put anything above beer as the best alcoholic drink initially i was not a beer person when i first started consuming alcohol it was all about he was all he was drinking that md 2020 whiskey the spirits liquor you know Boone's Farm. Mixed drinks. <laughs> um, all right, so James, uh, one of the things that we talked about last week um, was the Bills player. Um, talk, 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 talk to us about some of the updates that we've had on Hamlin. So he is responsive now, and the first thing that he verbalized 
to the doctors and those who were in the, the room with him was, who won the game? What did the doctors say? You won the game of life. The doctor said you won the game of life? Basically. That's what they told him, yeah. He's doing so much better. That just seems like a lot to me. I heard that today they took his breathing tube out, and now he's breathing on his own. That's big. Yeah. Uh, so he's no longer, you know, intubated. And I think I heard he FaceTimed uh, his team during the practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, during their practice. So it's it's... From what it sounds like, it's a freaking miracle. Oh, uh, yeah. His neurologic function remains intact. So I'm glad to hear that he's doing well. He's responsive. Hopefully he can make some sort of a full recovery. I don't know if he'll actually make a 100% full recovery and be able to play the game again. Because didn't they discover that he had some type of heart disorder that he didn't know about? I, I haven't heard anything about that. I thought it was just the impact. I don't know. So if that's the case, he could potentially have... You know, a career-ending situation. Oh, yeah. Which would be tragic, but whatever's best for him. Um, I do have a question, though. So, NFL came out and said that the game's over. They're not going to remake the game. They're not going to replay the game. No. So, how does that – how does that now skip Bayless? How does that affect <laughs> uh, the standings? And how does it affect the way like, – how does – talk to me about that, nerds. Well, Kansas City is the number one seed. Buffalo is now number two, and Cincinnati is number three. I don't think it would have been any different, say, if Cincinnati would have won that game. And what what was the score whenever they they canceled the game? It was like seven seven, to three. It was seven to three, Cincy, right? So I think even if Cincinnati would have won that game, I don't think it would have it would have given them a higher seed than Buffalo. But I'm not positive on that because if if Cincinnati would have won, they would have ended with the same same record, I believe. Yeah. So there's a few possible scenarios that could be considered due to the game being canceled. So there are three main factors that, that drove the decision to not play the game. The first was the result in the game would have no effect on which clubs qualify for the postseason. And Yeah, they both already made the playoffs. Right, so no club would qualify for the postseason and no club would be eliminated based on the outcome of the game. Yes, I mean, essentially it was a pointless game. Like they were, they were literally playing for just seeding. Playing of the game would mean postponing the start of the playoffs for one week, which in turn would affect all fourteen teams that qualify for postseason play. Mm-hmm. So good call. So then it really does look like Skip Bayless's tweet because surely someone in his position would have known that that game not being able to or not not finishing really wasn't a big big deal. So the fact that he did make it a big deal even though everyone at the time should have and now knows wasn't a big deal really kind of proves that he's a dick yeah like i said uh on our last episode like he's that's what he's known for it's what he's always been known for that is what has made him rich is by being a pompous ass <clears throat> I mean, lesson of the story is use your words wisely when you're on that kind of platform. You're on the that, social medias. That type of person who does garner that much attention, you've got to really tiptoe around what you say and how you word it because it can be misconstrued. And that's what happened in his situation. And he's lucky that he still has a job. I, don't, and, I disagree this, with you. I don't think anything was misconstrued. I think he did it to 
to bring light to hey you know while he's hurt and this is this is not what i think this is what he thinks in my opinion all right well hey he's hurt yeah but let's go on with the game like people get hurt all the time let's go on with the game i think that's what the attitude he had but here's the thing that i've never understand about skip bayless is this is not the first time he has said something this idiotic and and he's never been held accountable by anybody espn or fox for the shit that he says anybody else would have been fired you know what i mean yeah. Like, I remember a few years ago, um, you know, he was talking shit about Dak Prescott, calling him weak because he didn't play after his yeah, right. after his brother committed suicide. For being too like, depressed, for, for yeah, wanting for to commit depre- to yeah, play. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Are you, are you serious? The man's brother just killed himself. Yeah. And, you're, you're, and Skip's take was, he should be a leader and shouldn't show weakness. That's bullshit. This is, this is his life. This is yeah, life. there's there's more to life than fucking football. Oh, exactly. It's it's ridiculous. But to them, to them, there's not. And then he tried to out Troy Aikman as gay. That was another thing. Is he I gay? mean, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. We'll move on to something a lot more interesting. Uh, Afro man, somebody that all of us listened to when we were kids. Um, yeah. I certainly got. I mean, I listened to some of his music <clears throat> like over and over and over, and we played video games listening to because I got high. Allegedly, one of our classmates in high school had his phone number mm-hmm. because he did a concert back in the mid-2000s at the Nat, and somehow one of our friends knew someone from his entourage and had his phone number and called several times. And then finally, he did answer, and it was his number. But shortly after that, he blocked the number. We couldn't get a hold of him anymore. So that's an interesting fact. So y'all weren't that cool? No. Nah. So Afro Man made the music video of the year using footage of police raiding his house. So who decided it was the music video? Is it like MTV? Was it the MTV music video of the year? Or is it just no, like the headline? It's like, just, oh, music video of the year. It's just sarcastically saying he made a shitty music video <laughs> as a parody to mock the fact that he, they accidentally raided his house. So is it is it just like a lot of their... their pov like their police cam videos or is it like his yeah security it's, cam? it's security footage it down and let's watch security something? security footage of them raiding his house and apparently they were trying to bust him as far as like uh, drug trafficking and things like that <laughs> the song's called will you help me repair my door You got a nice little house. Will you help me repair my gate? He has a ton of security cameras around his house. Would you like a slice of lemon pound cake? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking thing is six minutes long. But you get the gist of it. <laughs> Traffic. Wow. Are you kidding? I make my money Why does the warrant say narcotics? Well, I know narcotics, but why kidnapping? So you get so the clear, idea. Yeah, clearly he wasn't. He didn't <clears throat> kidnap anyone. <clears throat> And he wasn't trafficking in drugs. I wonder where he lives. I don't know. That's a good question. You would think he would live somewhere very 
marijuana friendly in a state that's marijuana friendly. They did find marijuana on the premises. Yeah, but again. They seized marijuana and over $5,000 in cash during the raid, but no charges were filed. The money was returned to Afro Man in November, minus $400. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but I half expected Afro Man to have a little bit more cash on hand (laughs) than five grand. I'm sure he had a lot more. I'm sure it was was in a safe or something. I'm sure that was just closest to the drugs that he had, and so they took it. Could have been just in his wallet. I feel like he's a one-hit wonder. He is. Name another song he's done besides Because I Got High. He hasn't had a lot of success in the mainstream since that one song. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a D-tier rapper, I would say. It's not very prominent in the hip-hop world or relevant. But he does still tour. He comes to Amarillo. Oh, yeah, he'll come to, like, small little towns and do small venues. Gotta keep, yeah, you gotta respect it. Like apparently he did the Nat back in the day. Yeah, I he I went to one of his concerts at the Nat. Um, this is like two thousand and it wasn't mid two thousands. It was like two thousand and seven, maybe mm-hmm. two thousand and eight. Maybe he came there several times. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. He was a fun concert. Um, I still think the best concert I ever went to was Deftones because they played for like three and a half hours. Where'd you see them at? House of Blues in Dallas. Oh, nice. Big, great concert. Great big, venue, yeah. Great I venue, s- not big venue, but great venue. I saw them when they came here to Azteca. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is a great show. 2010. Oh. I went to Live in 05 at Azteca back in the day with Live Shine in Down. Live Godsmack. I can't remember what they were called in <laughs> Lubbock, um, but it was, I don't know. I went to a lot of concerts when I was in Lubbock. I saw Breaking Benjamin like four times. It was sad. I went, on, I went to so many concerts because they came to Lubbock all the time. There's been so many shitty bands come through here that I've seen. I was able Hoobastank. to see. I was Hoobastank. Yeah, I saw Three Days Hoobastank. Grace. Uh, I was able to see Dimebag Daryl before he died. That oh, was did a, you? That was a before was he was a, murdered on stage. That's tragic. that was a good one because he died. I think our senior year. Yeah, it was like oh three oh four. Yeah, oh five, oh four, something like that. That's just a terrible situation right there. Imagine just doing what you do, and then all of a sudden someone walks on stage with a shotgun. And that's it. It's terrible. Once the end the show with a bang. Apparently the guy was super crazy, but yeah. You gotta be. Concerts. You gotta be to show up at a concert with a shotgun. First of all, how do you not get caught with a shotgun? He must have concealed it very well underneath a coat or something. I don't know. You'd have to. The big ass, remember the big, big ass, ass dusters? Coat. And trench, yeah, trench coats. Those are really trench coat back mafia. in the day. But yeah, concerts in Amarillo, very lackluster. Um, Afro Man probably won't come through Amarillo again. Uh, that's probably fair to say. I don't know. He might. He, I don't know. When's the last time he came through Amarillo? It's probably been seven, eight years. It's probably been more than that. Every once say. in a while, we get a relatively not not high profile now, but a previously high profiled hip hop artist that comes through. Wasn't there a venue down on downtown, um, off like Taylor or something? That would have rap artists that would come in like weekly or monthly, have big shows and things like that. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I can't remember. The Shack? Nah, maybe. That no, no, no. There were there were no like hip hop artists that came through there. That was just an after hours like party place. No, then this was I Tatum's mean, this was, maybe. No, no, not Tatum's. I went to Tatum's a couple of times. That was a fun place. I don't know. Bodegas has had some. They've had Flavor Flav there within the past <laughs> few years. I would not. I would not go see Flavor Flav. Iron Maiden did a concert here, like in the eighties. Oh, 
I can't see Amarillo being really big in the metal time and having a lot of metal bands or you know heavy rock. They did. Bands if you coming. go to if you go to really? setlist.com, you can look up tons of bands. There was there was a lot of good bands that came through here close to their prime at the Civic Center. But I mean, after the nineties We'll never get someone close to their prime now. No. Never. Like we would have to have a, a fifty, sixty thousand seat venue. Yeah, but and back, if it is, it's going to be a country artist. It's not going to be any other musical artist. And those big bands yeah. back then were used to playing small venues. Yeah, that's true. But it's all there was. Not anymore. I mean, Kiss came here back in the day. I think Metallica came in the early '80s or mid '80s when they were, you know, just breaking on in the scene. This wasn't like at their prime, but I do remember. God, this had to have been late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, the Beach Boys would come to Amarillo oh, often. No, 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 listen. <laughs> they always come. Yeah, but they but it was to play because I guess somebody, one of the rich Amarillo wealthyites or whatever they're called, like was like good friends with them or something, and so they would fly them in to play at their parties. And it would just be for like 20, 30 people, and they would fly them in and then fly them out. Hmm. I was like, I didn't, I, I was not aware at that time that there were people in Amarillo with that kind of like fuck you money. There, there are. I mean, you just don't know them because yeah, we're poor. <laughs> <laughs> we're too poor. Yeah, I'd like to see a resurgence as far as music goes here. Mm-hmm. We we have a lot of good local bands, small bands that come through Amarillo. Uh, Starlight we? is probably the best bet as far as seeing anything that's relevant. Maybe Hoots. There's country artists that come to Hoots Starlight. Hoots is going yeah. downhill. I'm actually going, I'm going to a concert next week, so we'll see how that goes. Where at? Ocho Segundos. Who's coming? Uh, Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Oh, I've heard of them. I've, I've heard they, some of their music. They are getting pretty popular. They don't sound any any anything country, though. They're more rock. They're, yeah, they, they have way more rock of a fusion. rock vibe to well, them all, than a country. Well, alternative country. Listen to some of this. It's definitely not Texas country. That's for, It's not like Red Dirt music. <clears throat> Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, Co Wetzel's been here, Cody Johnson. Midland. Midland, and those are relatively big country music stars, outlaw country music stars, um, especially with the Texas country. You should have asked for the dongle. So I think you're a dongle. I feel like I'm back in 2003 when I hear that. It kind of sounds like douche rock a little bit. Like new metal. Like God's Mad. This sounds like it could be a Creed song. No, stop. It's like <laughs> it's like new metal country. That sounds like Seether. Yeah, kind of. It does. I don't know. It's hard to be original anymore because so much has been done already. Is it? Tejano Punk Boys. I guess is the name of the Yeah, that's that's pretty much their like they're <clears throat> they're all Mexican pretty much. I'd go see them. And uh <clears throat> oh, yeah. they cover like Ramon Ayala and shit like that and you know I bet it'd be a pretty good concert. Okay, so where are they playing at again? 
Ocho Segundos. It's the old flamingos on the boulevard. Okay, okay gotcha. They, is they that pretty in much, Eastridge? Yeah, they've okay. pretty much Dude, that'd be a the fun one that's concert. the one that's next to the to the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've apparently turned it into a a pretty good little music venue because they've been having some big names there. Like Stony Larue just played there not too long ago, mm-hmm. and now they got Giovanni going to play there. Um, so they've they've been getting some big acts going there. I don't know if they switched owners or. Or what? Because it, it used to just be kind of like a venue for like weddings or quinceañeras and stuff like that. But now they're having like big musical artists there. So, yeah, <clears throat> so we have we have a few local bands, but do we are I mean I mean I'm sure we have a ton of local bands, but some of the bigger ones like Velvet Funk, uh, the cassettes, things like that. Do they play outside of Amarillo, or is it just is it just basically Amarillo? I think s- some do, but some just choose to play maybe a handful of times a year and that's it. But, um, Mickey and the motor cars. I remember going to see them at hoots. They're somewhat local, aren't they? I've never heard of them. I think they're Is hoots still like a cop bar. It used to be a cop bar. Every time I went in there, I would just see a bunch of cops or off duty. No, it's it's just a small venue for live music. It's probably one of the main hubs now. It's, it's kind of going downhill. Like, last few times I've been there, it's been dead. Yeah, I would say once COVID hit, it kind of took a dive. I honestly thought most of the bar scenes in general would would die off. And you would get less of the... There's really honestly no good bars in Amarillo anymore. I mean... Well, what is a good bar? Like, what would it take to have a good bar in Amarillo? A place that has, like, a good atmosphere, good vibes, plays good music... You're not having to wait forever to get a damn drink. Um, you don't have to worry about fights breaking out or you getting stabbed or a fucking shooting happening. You know, like why the hell would I want to go to Guitars and Cadillacs? You I've never, I mean? I've never, never seen a night end well at Guitars and Cadillacs. It's just basically, and all you in any time, smaller men at rodeo. It's, and and, and every time you hear it in the news, it's always something bad. Some kids getting fucking shot and killed. In the parking lot, or a fight's breaking out. Just any time you mix alcohol with young people, there's going to be drama, and it's going to escalate to the point where people are going to get hurt eventually when tempers are flared and people think their egos are unstoppable. So, I mean, that's just everywhere you go. But there are bars that are more mellow. Um, Unfortunately, Coconuts is right beside Guitars and Cadillacs. I really like that bar. Coconuts was fun, you know. You just get that crowd, ago. <laughs> that crowd that's going into coconuts to get yeah, really problem, tipsy before they go to the, guitar. The problem with coconuts is it's just too small of a place. Yeah. Um, that's but I do like going there. That's the main problem. I, I like coconuts. going to Hummers too. It's a restaurant, but <clears throat> to just sit back and watch any sporting event that you can think of there is, is fun when you, especially when you have a group of friends. People still go to like room. I'm sure people go to rumors. No. <laughs> Things like that. Does anyone... I mean, not are, are those places owner, still around? Not, not after that owner got shot and killed right there in, in the bar. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was like three years ago, wasn't it? Uh, was it pre-COVID? Like co- no, I think it was during COVID or That after. shit could have been it 2017 was, for all I know. It was not that long ago. It was actually kind of recent. It's Yeah, it is tough to find a good, <clears throat> safe bar. I mean, that's kind of an oxymoron, you know, finding a safe bar, but... A lot of times, the bars here in Amarillo, you get a lot of sketchy people. It was March of 2021. 
for after the owner of rumor, after he killed the owners of the rumors bar. Okay. So yeah, it's so just yeah, unfortunate almost, because almost there's a lot of good yeah. bars out there that now are not that way anymore. Can you? I wonder if you you can't have like a bar. You can have a bar on the southwest side of town. Why do we? Is that what we see more bars of? Is people aren't going to bars as much anymore? It's more of a a dining atmosphere, right? Dining atmosphere that has a bar there. I've shown up at Fuzzy's Tacos to get oh breakfast burritos for the girls. Like we'll show up and we'll go and eat as like a family. It'll be like eight fifteen, eight thirty in the morning on a Saturday, and there will be three or four dudes sitting at the bar drinking. I mean, every place is different, you, and they all change over time. Yeah. One minute this bar will be inviting, it'll be comfortable, it'll be safe, and then like a few years after that, it'll be totally different. Well, there's not or it'll any, be shut down. There's not any staples anymore in Amarillo. I mean, the two one two club is a staple that that that's been around for twenty plus years, and I'm sure is, is pretty much the same. It hasn't changed much, but Midnight Rodeo was is it was the same. You could go and you could expect to see two, three, eh, three completely different type of people in the bar. The thing about that place is you you knew what you were going to get every time you went. Like, exactly. Where? Which one? Midnight Rodeo. You knew what you were going there for, and it was the same experience every the single Piranha time. Room. Oh, gosh. I can't believe that place is a church now. That's insane. No church in the world can make up for the debauchery that went on there for decades. I mean, every town has a place like that where the young people flock, where people go to get shit-faced most don't turn it into a church no they don't turn it into a church i agree with that but they they do have a place where all the idiots go yeah all the drama happens at right all right we shifted away from some of our topics what's not what's up next james so a comment is visible for the first time in roughly fifty thousand years tell me about this <clears throat> well click the article because i just saw it and thought it was cool but basically what it is is <clears throat> you know, comets are on this really, really large um, orbital path. I don't know if that's the right way to say that. Uh, but this one in particular hasn't been around Earth in like 50,000 years, roughly. Mm. And so um, I think it's going to be really, really visible like February 1st and 2nd, but most of January you should be able to see it. It's just it's the first time it's been visible from Earth in 50,000 years. And I always find shit like that really cool. Right. Since so it's you a know? prehistoric era. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a comet. And so it comments are left over from when our universe, our, our solar system kind of first formed. Um, you know, they're part of the Oort cloud. Sometimes they're part of the Kuiper belt. I think the Kuiper belt, I think is some, uh, comets. No, I think those are meteors. I'm not sure. Um, it, I don't know. I just, I, I, I saw that and I find things like that interesting because it's always interesting to think, you know, I, um, I remember in the late 2000s uh, or 2000 singles, you know, right before 2010, um, I, I had a buddy that was really big on Nibiru, uh, like that Planet X, and how yeah, you know yeah. it, it comes around every 2,000 years and or 10,000 years, and it's on its way back, and it's a planet of gold, and this fool believed all of it, and so it's always interesting to see things like that and think, you know, how different the world looked 50,000 years ago. 50,000 years ago was like Neanderthals and prehistoric man. You know, did they see it? What did they think it was? It's just always, always piques my interest. Always makes me speculate. Wonder. I love the telescope images that, that they put out. They're mind blowing. Incredible. I can't even fathom what the hell I'm even looking at. You know, it's in, it's insane. 
and it's all pre like that's the weird thing is i look at that and i'm supposed to believe okay so in six million years that's gonna make a star and that's just a picture of it and i just have to know that well you know it's been 14 billion years so it's been six million years over and over and over and over that's gonna happen but no one i know will ever see that no well the last time this comet was visible the planet was locked in a global ice age that's insane you think we're gonna go for another one you think we'll go day after tomorrow i just think the polar ice caps are gonna melt and we're just all gonna flood and drown have you seen some of those projections that like it's it's like 20 feet if the sea levels raise 20 feet then it goes like six miles inland that's insane or something and it may not be 20 feet maybe like 100 feet and it's six miles inland but i can't imagine the water level rising and going a quarter of a mile inland all those beach communities are just lost oh underwater new york is just gone Mm -hmm. subway system in general so many places below sea level are consumed instantly yeah yeah Yeah, i couldn't imagine do you think we'll ever see shit like that adrian not in our lifetime i don't know I don't think so. I try not to think about shit like that. I mean, we we have seen a pandemic that we weren't expecting. Yeah, and we're anticipating, and we're about to see another another financial ruin that our country is going to be in, another recession that we're going to be in. Possible. I mean, we had the Great Recession when we were fresh out of high school, almost you know, almost fresh out of high school, a couple years after. We've been alive for thirty six years, and we have seen terrorist attack that shook our nation that catapulted us into war right a pandemic and completely changed our life like 9-11 changed us completely we hated a group of people we hated billions of people because they believed in a god that was different than ours like do you remember the hate that american that people had for muslims it was bad it was bad and people want to reflect on that time and peer through the lens of patriotism everybody was patriotic and we all had each other's back but at the same time that may be true but we were very divisive and we were very hateful racist intolerable to anyone who did not look american yeah i mean how many people honestly honestly at the time because i didn't fly at that time i think 2000 Mm -mm. i may have taken a flight in 2006 but i don't think i flew from 2001 to 2006 but how many people just looked at, I mean, how many Middle Eastern people were looked at different, or not even Middle Eastern people, people that weren't Muslim, that stupid white people thought were Muslim, <laughs> just got treated horribly from it. And then we had, we created TSA and we created the Department of Homeland Security. I couldn't imagine it. I mean, think about a family that had just stepped foot on American soil, maybe months before that occurred. And now they've got to live with that hanging over their heads and then being treated like total shit. Because of something that had nothing, nothing to do. Because of fear, with their their race, their ethnicity, their religion. I couldn't imagine living that way, and a lot of people did. You know, New York City is the hub where all of our immigrants come through. A huge majority set foot on Staten Island. You know, they're in the Upper East Coast, and they get their start in New York in those states, New Jersey. 
and them trying to settle themselves and put their roots into the ground and try to cultivate and grow right after such a horrific terrorist attack like that by people who maybe look like them. I could imagine how they got treated, you know? Oh, I'm sure terrible. I'm sure terrible. God, we bird walked again. We did. <laughs> Adrian doesn't like thinking about the sad shit. So what would you, how would you, how would you rather um, the world end than Adrian? Would you rather the world end from a meteor strike or like a climate change catastrophe? Like, like the day after tomorrow. Did you ever see the day after tomorrow? No. Okay. Well, essentially what happens is that the ice, uh, polar ice caps have melted. And so what happens is it like sets off the normal temperature of the East or the North Atlantic current. And it doesn't bring the warm air or the cold air and, giant storms form and it freezes essentially the northern hemisphere so meteor that strikes earth and it doesn't completely wipe out all life but it wipes out let's say 40 percent of life Mm -hmm. or giant ice storms that over the span of two weeks freeze 70 percent of the northern hemisphere choose your choose your fate choose your fate (laughs) choose your tragedy I guess I'll go with the first one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a die anyway. Either way. James, what about you? The one thing I hate more than anything is to be cold. I can't. I can't. I, if it's going to happen, it needs to happen fast. It needs to be swift, and it needs to just take me out. So. No, you got to live. Like, that's the thing. You, you're not you live live. In, No, but you you're, live in this you're scenario. You're a doomsday prepper. Those no. are the only fuckers that are going to live. In this scenario... You survive. So what post-apocalyptic world do you want to live in? The 70% of the northern hemisphere. Choose my tundra. Yeah. Or, you know, there was a meteorite that hit. And 40% of all living life, or all the life on Earth, minus plants and shit like that, died. Way of the dinosaurs or way of the ice age? I don't know. Yeah. I... I would say maybe an asteroid taking out 40% of life and blacking out the sun for months and months, maybe years at oh, a time. Weird. It would just turn into a huge walking dead catastrophic movie. You ever see video of people that lived in the dust storm? Yeah, and the like, dust bowl and stuff. Yeah, the du- or dust bowl. Yeah, and yeah they, in this they, area. Yeah, and they, they recorded, yeah. like, they talked about, like, what it was like and the things that they saw and not seeing the sun for, like, seven days. I could imagine. Like, Dirt in your mouth, in your food, everywhere. You couldn't grow anything. Your crops are just gone. But, like, I didn't realize how many, apparently, there were a lot of people that committed suicide during it. Like, they just, they there's just couldn't, no, there's just no couldn't other, handle it anymore. They just decided there's no other way out of this. There's no, and to them, this could have been an armageddon you know what i mean yeah like they could have viewed what was happening on a daily basis as if that's this the end is of the it. world this is what's gonna happen i mean they're they're just average folk jesus left me not very uh most of people most people in rural communities weren't very educated at the time no, so no you never know what they thought see that's a different thing i feel like we are uneducated right now for the most part, as a general people, they don't make the smartest decisions. They don't do the smartest things. But we are so much more educated now than what we were 
50 years ago, 60 years ago, oh, yeah. 80 years ago. We may not be as, as, as smart as, you know, I'm sure people back then, if something broke down, it could be fixed. You know, I mean, most people, if something breaks around the house 60 years ago, somebody in the house knows how to fix it. I don't know if that's necessarily we have, we the case have, today. We've regressed in that way yeah. as far as our trade skills. Our, our basic philosophies? Our basic home skills have survival skills. <laughs> our survival skills have diminished over the past 60 years, yes, as a whole. Now, especially if, if you grew up in a, a household where you didn't have a father figure, you didn't learn those, those skills at a young age. You didn't have anybody to teach you. And, you know, that's, that's another rabbit hole to go down. But um, I think that's a big deal, an issue with the regression of, of our manly masculine skills that we inherently would have had 60 years ago based on the nucleus of a strong, stable family. Right. And really, a strong, stable family is just, it doesn't necessarily have to be having a father in the home. It's just, is there a foundation that the kid has to support them? Because that saying has been around forever. It takes a village. It takes a village. There has to be some kind of support system. It could be close friends. It could be close extended family. I mean, there's a lot of different varieties it can take. But does is, is does the child have support? One way or the other. Right. It goes a long way, especially with the development and the life longevity of what that individual can do as they grow older. Now, I will say communities throughout the United States are not as connected as they were when we were kids. See, the hard part for me with that is I, I was, I'm kind of biased in this because I grew up in small towns. And so it wasn't hard to have a community aspect. There was one school. Everybody went to the school. Everybody did the same thing on the weekends. You know, everybody went to the football games on Friday nights when it was basketball season. Everybody went to the basketball games. We all ate at the same restaurants. We went to one of the four different churches that were there. Um, you know, so it's hard for me to see like how the community that I'm raising my children in, I'm like, I'm not, it's hard to me to compare if I have everything that I feel that they really need to be successful just because it's, I'm, I'm out of my element with that. You know, it was, it was never, I never had to search for a strong community for them to latch onto. Now you're there. Now you're in a community where most people don't even communicate with one another, even on the most simple levels. Yeah. As far as just, you know, checking up on one another, asking how they're doing. Hey, do you need, do you need anything? Things like that don't exist as much anymore. I'm not saying they don't exist altogether, but they don't, that type of, human interaction is not as prevalent as it used to be. Well, and all that was to lead into one of the things. I don't know who, who put up this comment of are, are our smartphones making us dumb? Yeah. I mean, they're certainly making us not as I think it's it, it, a part of something, like not as together. Inherently, it's going to do both, I think. It's going to make us dumber because we are going to be much more lazy with the fact that we're not going to go search for information we entertain ourselves with videos, with garbage, trash TV on our phones. We're certainly more reliant. More reliant on our, our phones to give us information. Instant gratification as far as you know your social needs and, and all of that kind of stuff too. So in that aspect, I do think that it makes us dumb. Media has its way of forcing us down the rabbit hole of self-consciousness. Wanting to know, are we good enough? Figuring out 
what I need to do in order for myself or for my friends to like me. And, and that just goes hand in hand with kids in general at a young age. And it sucks that our kids have to grow up in that type of environment. Yes. You know what I mean? See, and I don't necessarily know if it's going to make us dumb. I do feel it's going to make us weak because I view weakness in terms of how, how can you be swayed? How can you be manipulated? How can somebody else influence you to do something? To me, that's what determines whether you're strong or you're weak. And I feel like smartphones, everything that we go to is they're taking your data and they're selling your data to this ad company who's trying to get you to do this, or they're calculating what searches you've gone to, and they're pinging it from the cookies to the other places you've gone, and they're tracking where you are. So we're easily flooded with, hey, do this, hey, do that, hey, do that. Right. And so I definitely think it's making us weaker in the sense of... I agree with that. And, and people are just now, I mean, people like to listen to their own bubble. No one likes to hear conflicting opinions. No one likes to be around people that they're less than happy with. No one likes, you know, confrontation anymore. Everyone's just like, this allows you to live in your own fucking bubble and only listen to what you want to or see what you want to. It makes us dumb because it makes us lazy. That That's my initial just gut reaction when I read that and when we talked, just brought this topic up because it, it does make everyone lazy. We spend, you look at your screen time over a week span and it'll be, you know, depending on the person anywhere from three to six to eight hours a day, people spend on their phones. And that's a lot of time that you're taking out of your life, out of the, out of reality. You're living in an alternate reality in a way. Well, cause reality Seven hours, let's say seven hours a night for sleep. Eight hours, eight, nine hours. Let's say nine hours with work by the time you commute and everything else. So that's what, 16 hours? You're only awake for another eight hours of the day and if three of it you're spending on your phone? What are you doing with the, with the other five? I do think there are positive things. But I'm with you. And there's a lot of people that do. And that's the interesting thing. If you think about content creators... Their job is to manufacture, to create content, things, videos, pictures, stories that you are interested in to sell something, whether it's themselves, a product, something else. And so they have the creative aspect of social media and everybody else is just the blind consumer that just feeds it in and gets the lazy. So in order to take advantage of social media, you have to be the opposite of what the people on social media do. That's weird. Right. To, to reap the benefits of the underlying purpose behind social media. To make money. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a mind fuck. And not a good one. Look, if you were dumb before smartphones, you're still going to be dumb with a smartphone. <laughs> smart, uh, having, if you're smart before, before you bought a smartphone, you're still, still going to be smart. I don't think having a smartphone is going to change anything as far as your brain goes. And, and your ability to, to think or your ability to make decisions. Um, I don't think, ha- I mean, it, that's all there is now is smartphones. I mean, it's 2023. I mean, I don't think having a smartphone has changed Do you believe it humans. makes you lazy, though? Does it make people lazy? That's what, that's my main takeaway. You're and, either and lazy or you're not, whether you got a smartphone or not. I don't think. I, I think don't it think, makes people more lazy. I don't think. I don't think having a smartphone makes people lazy. I'm I do lazy. based based on the fact that people will 
consume their time with their phone when they could be folding laundry, doing dishes, taking out the trash, vacuuming, doing doing things around the house, even as minuscule as that sounds, people it takes to- away from all of that, and people just create bad habits based on the fact that they're sitting on their phone, letting it consume their time. Well, people still got to do those things, whether they have a smartphone or not. I mean, if if you're not folding your clothes or doing laundry or washing your dishes or keeping your house clean, you're just a nasty motherfucker. It don't have nothing to do with whether or not you got a smartphone. So you're saying then... People have always just been stupid, lazy. With smartphones, it's just easier to identify it because it's easier for to see what they're doing. To see what they're doing. I don't know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean you hey. know, people people are on if they're on Facebook and they're sharing a bunch of random shit all day long and they're posting four or five different times and they're posting on their Instagram that's, and they're commenting on this. That's that's not. And then you know what the lazy people are doing. That's not them being lazy. That's just w- them wanting fucking attention. You know what I mean? That's, but they're that's... spending time to do those things, making them lazy. Okay, but can people not multitask? There's I think, a lot by, of I think by definition, no. I mean, can 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 someone not clean their house and then post their life story on Facebook at the same time? Sure they can. I've seen motherfuckers drive and and fucking post shit on Facebook at the same time. That's pretty fucking I stupid. Mean, <laughs> yeah. But people do it. And without that smartphone, the would they be But okay, so you're saying though, without the smartphone, they would still be doing something as risky as not paying attention while they drive. Yeah. But the the smartphone is the ultimate distractor. It can do so many different things. And people will let that device rule their world as they're driving. And, you know, most of us use it for one thing when we're driving music, but some people are using it to post TikToks. It's or just post the automatic pleasure button. Or do this or do that. It's, it's automated just, pleasure. It depends on the person. Whatever you want to make you happy right now, your phone will give you. You want to see a video of a cat? Your phone will show it. You want right. to see a football clip? Your phone will show it. You want to see a picture of your kids you haven't seen in two years? Your phone will show it. I just think as a society, as a nation, as a country, as a, a global, just, just humanity in general, smartphones, no matter who you are, it does consume a majority or a fraction of your time when you could be doing something else. And probably should be. Something more productive. Yeah. All right, what's next? All right. Well, this was episode 98. We look forward to talking to you guys again. And 99. And 99. And 99. We will see you again soon for our episode 100. Peace. (laughs)